The flogcast may occasionally contain explicit content that makes it not safe for work or for minors. It also doesn't provide an excuse to use the same words on Bay 13. Normal Bigfooty rules still apply. So this is the Flogcast for around 15 Fifey joined by Paddle Pop hey. and new edition Jack Off Watts, hey. as well as the Cat Wrangler. Good evening. I've actually got a secret guest with me as well today. He's big time, Tyler Durden. Hello, Wrangler. Be on your best behaviour, boy. I bought my special Bear Grylls fucking outfit because, everyone, you need to be careful. You've got to give Tyler space or the shit fight might go off here live and you don't want to get crushed to death by his giant Geelong ego. I'm the longest serving mod on Bay 13, so don't get in my way, mate. All right? Duckular out this week. His vocal cords haven't come up from all the booing on Thursday night at the game. He assures us it's the only time he's ever booed, but it was for a perfectly good cause. I guess we start with Boogate, West Coast versus S. And, and Joe, was, he was so brave, if anyone noticed. Very brave with all the booing and the way he played. What an absolute whinger. Get off. Can someone please tell Les Norton that it's Boogate and not Boobgate? Because he keeps PMing me, <laughs> wanting to know what's going on. Yeah, the way the Channel 7 crew went on about it, especially with the next night's game, when apparently booing Crowley and Ballantyne's all right, but booing Joe, that's like shooting Bambi. The thing is, Joe Watson is a professional athlete. He should expect to get booed, especially when he's admitted to cheating and still is allowed to play. And also, booing is nowhere near as bad as um, racism, like what um, Goods had to cop. Exactly right. And it's just a massive bunch of crybabies. Uh, it's some dope. It might be the side effect of the drugs, though. You just oh, cry a lot. It's the highlights. But yeah, they'll just boo anything over there. Oh, really? It's nothing personal. That's the thing. He's admitted to it, but it's more about the fact that he's allowed to play rather than any problem with him personally. I reckon if they had a decent chance to boo her, they'd go for their life. Sitting in the Melbourne cheer squad in the nap up, every time Milne got the ball, they had a chance. No means no. Let's just call it as it is. His dad works on, on the Channel 7 coverage team. He's a precious little baby, so he can't cop the same rough stick everyone else has been getting. He's a special little golden boy. Got caught with his pants down, shooting up drugs. Sorry, but you cheated to get your brown low. We're sick of hearing about what a nice guy you are. You need to take your medicine like a man. Grow up, stop clinging to your daddy's fucking trouser leg. How do you feel about um, Trent Hutchin becoming um, the brown leg medalist once Joe gets um, his taken off? Well, it would be the best thing we've won in 30 years. And they deserve it. I mean, it's such a debacle, this business with Essendon. And Fifey, are you breathing into your mouthpiece? In radio, they tell you not to do any heavy breathing, Fifey, because you'll get lots of people ringing you up. And by lots of people, I mean Bombers 2003. But yeah, it is a bit of a debacle with the drugs. Like, And they've put the premiership points loss back on the table today. Hello to all those Essendon supporters who were quoting the Andrew Dimitri article. If they can't lose premiership points over this, what do you have to do? Do you have to breach a cap and take drugs? Well, I think that the that's the only proper way to punish the entire club because you can't suspend an entire playing list because that throws all of the, the things around the television deal into a disarray because Essendon can't field a club. But in actuality, if you just 
punish the club as a whole and to remove their points, then that services the whole uh, punishment plus being able to service everything else that the AFL needs to do. So I don't see anything else that they can do but just strip them of points. Yeah, I agree with that because also I get the feeling that AFLPA seems to have a lot more power over the AFL than they ever did. And if Essendon's players got banned, the players of that club and the Players Association would probably come pretty hard after both Essendon and the AFL because it's all their fault. They're a bunch of cheats. Let's move on. Sydney Carlton. Always good to see the tankers lose. How disgraceful was that decision for the Bootsma goal? That's about the only way Bootsma gets a kick is by casually pushing a player over the goal line and getting a deliberate. He looks like Ron Howard. I mean, that was a terrible decision, but was there ever going to be another result for that game? No. Before we go on, I have to say, he actually looks like Todd, the son of the guy who lives next door to Homer Simpson. Ted Flanders. Let's face it, that was a sympathy free because they know the umpires poly read Bay 13 like everyone else. Or Bass looks like the progeny of Ned Flanders. We've got to give him a freebie. They must read the Bay because that would explain St Kilda's free kick differential this year. They saw it all last year and they went, <laughs> plugger. Those umpires be trolling. Gold Coast Adelaide. Very disappointing by Gold Coast, I've got to say, because they looked like that they could win that, but they caved. Yeah, it was a very um, close game for three quarters and Adelaide just ran away with it. Port versus Collingwood and really, Seedsman can only do so much. He tried to carry them, but Port, they were pretty good in the way they're playing. They may not need Bay covers for their next home game. I was on the keyboard about to punch in some things about how good Seedsman was, but he seemed to screw up every last disposal that he had. And I thought, oh, he's got this. Look how he's transitioning the play. And then he'd miss. And I thought, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to say anything. But um, he is a seriously good player, but you've got to take your head off the court. They swarmed all over Collingwood and they were fantastic. So is this more of a Collingwood lazy or Port good? Both. Agree. Both. I think, yeah, slacked off the Smoldhouse. Melbourne breaking through against the Bulldogs, the Demon Pride. Oh, yeah. Jack Watts, fate of blinder. Jack off. Can I ask oh. you a question? How did Warner react? Oh, shitload of gifts. Were you at the game? No, I got premium tickets to go see it, but yeah, I had the missus' birthday and halfway Let's through the first I got home. Tell us your experience of the game from start to finish. Pretty much, yeah. I caught it just as Howe took the mark and yeah, Jack Watts on. Oh, no, he stepped up, kicked a few great goals, including that mongrel helicopter. And, and he won yeah. the game with his um, trademark. The intercept mark in the back line with a minute to go. Won us the game, but yeah, I was shit packing myself in the last quarter. I was going to say, actually, that was my one question. It's like, when that ball was coming in late and Jack took the intercept mark, you must have been holding tight to the, the old sphincter. It must have been squeaky bum time because <laughs> seriously... Getting a bit tight. I would have been worried. Myself. If I was in your shoes, I would have thought, oh no, here it comes. He's failed yeah. at every step. But, you know, congratulations to the young fella. He's had a bit of a bitter career so far, but he stood tall on the weekend. Play him and Dawes, yeah. Played pretty well. Uh, well, well, well done, the Demons. It was a well-deserved win. And, yeah. oh, the Bulldogs, where are they going? Nowhere. Oh, the Sigbet with Gokris. Yeah, he's a bit up at the moment. Gave him a James Brayshaw avatar and signature saying James Brayshaw's the greatest president in the league. And, yeah, he's having a bit of a meltdown on the Welcher thread. Geelong versus Fremantle. Breaking of the curse of the Purple Poofs. That's a big one. To be fair to Fremantle, they had so many outs. They had probably six of their best ten players out. But I expected a better bit of resistance from them. Although, what happened 
the week before when the Cats choked up a 51-point lead to Brisbane. They were obviously going to come out and just go mental, and they did. And for the first time this year, they won every single quarter. Yeah, unfortunate for the Purple Puffs, but it's not exactly a curse. It's just that Fremantle have actually manned up and been able to overtake Geelong in the last four or five times because they are a really good football side and they are a very defensive football side and uh, it was something that Geelong has not been able to cope with. So couldn't understand why Fremantle couldn't put up a reasonable defence for the game. I have a theory. I just think, you know, they've been able to shoulder all these outs, but when they lost Barlow and Mundy, the reason they'd been able to get away with it is they would win the clearances because of those two guys because they're so physically strong, you know, and then they just lock it in their forward line and eventually score and they just wear down the clock and then when they didn't have the ball, they just sag back and defend, defend, defend. So they're getting away with these results. But once they lost those, especially Barlow, once they lost Barlow, they just couldn't win the clearances against the Cats and you had it all over them. I mean, I think they only had one inside 50 in the third quarter, which is a record. The Cats really just hung them out to dry. It wasn't even close. In fact, it could have been a lot more ugly. Don't take anything which, away from Fremantle. When, when they have that many of their top liners out, um, what are they going to do, really? They probably should have worn out the game harder, but it happens. You can just get steamrolled in a game. That is why Geelong are the clear favourites coming into the weekend. Here we go. I think, yeah, that's a win for football. Beating Freo. Beating Freo. If Freo had their own way, Geelong would have kicked, you know, 50 points for that game or something. And Freo would have won with 60. When you turn up to play against Freo, you think that 4-1 is a massive result. You turn up to play a soccer score. But, no, nah, they're better than that. And they're they're going to get a lot of players back. And everyone just needs to be a little bit more scared of them as it gets into the last quarter of the season. Maybe the key is to get into Ross Lyon's head like the person who photographed him. He didn't like that and I thought that he was uh, pretty happy with himself in the post-game press conference. He was getting the sooks up big time, I thought. He went well overboard and he made a bit of a tool of himself. He had a flashback to St Kilda Day's Sam Gilbert taking photos. Basically killed their premiership chances that year. He was a bit worried that he'd get caught in a bit of a Nicky Dell happy snap. I reckon he was worried they caught him without his hair parted the right way. You know, because the feathers are in full retreat back there. <laughs> Poor old Ross. There was another game on the weekend, which I've been aching to get to now that Paddles is back out of prison, now that Ash McGrath isn't hunting him. That game was um, competitive for two and a half quarters and Hawthorne just ran away with it. The Bryans, they don't like going to a cold, wet, windy hailing place against a top side. You know, we went out and we did what we were meant to do, you know, and we won by 10 goals. It should have been more but we're not the Tigers, so we just had to be happy with winning by 10 goals. Well, you know, when you're as good as the Tigers, you can stand up and you can tell everyone how good you are. We were just quietly thrilled down at Hawthorne to have a win. We can only wonder in awe what it's like to be the Tigers and go out there expecting the smash teams by these huge margins every week. God help the Bronze when they play the Tigers. Well, I kind of think that our record from 1992 of 239 points is in serious jeopardy when this game happens. At least in Fifey's imagination. That's my Elias, isn't it? No, I think the Bryans are pretty good, actually. Yeah. You were very up and about for a couple of quarters and, you know, you thought, hey, we've just beat Geelong, the best team in the last decade. 
in some sort of miracle win the other week and you know we can do anything obviously that was a fluke and reality struck but you really were up and about so well, thinking on the Sunday morning both Essendon and West Coast lost on uh, Thursday night once um, it started to get their way with them Carl Tank lost on Friday night the Scum lost on Saturday to um, Port then um, Jack Watts wins um, game for his intercept marking it's just like surely we couldn't um, do it again and make it perfect footy weekend surely not and you were right it was too good to be true next game Richmond against St Kilda since um, North against GWS is irrelevant well Lindsay Thomas did headbutt someone in, in a huge win I like North, North but I hate Lindsay Thomas can't stand the way he goes about it nothing to do with the headbutting just all the play acting oh, I can't stand it Richmond St Kilda well standard 10 goal win should have won by more but Cozzy five kicks four clangers and he's got one more to get to 200 disregarding whether he'd surpass Anthony Rocker for worst 200 game player does he even deserve it because he was a literal witch's hat didn't you know that um, Kiskitsky's one of the best players in the AFL and it's only the umpires that are holding him back but actually when you think about it Nicky Del Santo is not that small it's only the umpires that are holding it back Nick Revolt had a few cries about the umpires we saw the sad llama a few times on Sunday afternoon oh 52,000 for a twilight game pretty good yeah well the bandwagons the tiki trains up and running because you know we just put teams away by 10 goals these days disappointing that should be more with that attitude you're likely to finish 8th or ninth and get in on the Asada penalties that would be sheer genius finishing ninth and making finals the written dream 8 games in Tassie Tassie won 8 games and Hawthorne won't play all 8 will they tell them they're dreaming Vlad should just be a team in Tassie they genuinely do deserve one sorry who should um, Vlad Vlad who the lies is that I think maybe an extra game for North 4 games for the Hawks 4 games for North but there's no way Hawthorne's going to play 8 games in Tasmania they want whoever it is to take up 8 games and you'd be worried no matter who you were Jack off Watts considering you're one of the clubs whose name gets thrown up but 8 games is a lot that'd be concerning wouldn't it I think it would be a club killer might as well end up relocating I suppose the Bulldogs go down there uh, we've already got Darwin Bulldogs and Melbourne use Darwin and you get a pretty good deal at the MCG as well considering the Chris hang on a minute you know I was just sitting here thinking oh Melbourne Tasmania how stupid is that but then Tassie Demons Tassie Devils do you say that like no one's ever thought of that alright on the bay this week threat of the week has to be that Ujak um, Essendon video then he had another one too he had another one that was just as good uh, as the chickens. I think the chickens won because the chickens one came earlier in the week I was particularly amused by the Josh Hunt the expressions that Ujak put on Josh Hunt's face was just hilarious and Lindsay Thomas on the diving board and, and technically the Essendon one actually was on the Sunday which is the first day of the week so that's next week I think we go with the meat the chickens one for this week it was just hilarious I kind of like Bosk's thread you know Essendon delusional or whatever it was finish his sentence Essendon supporters are so delusional they think Bosk is straight vlog of the week Kaiser he was being a dick all week called him yeah. out for welching and then he had a cry <laughs> he yeah. did Griffey made a late run though yeah, last week's poll was whether Melbourne... Well, Melbourne ended up coming out and playing well because would they beat the women's team? And 18% said yes, 15% said no, and the rest said Jack Watts wins either way. So well, we won that one too. Next week's games, Hawthorne Geelong, obviously, the big one. But before we get to the game itself, the Cat Wrangler has some questions for Tyler. Now, Mr. Tyler, just remember that I'm the panel member and you're the honoured guest. I know you're a top shit mod and you're spending a bit of time with us little people today. It's very 
very generous of you, but I'm Sam Newman and your wee man, Nicky Del Santo, all right? Hey, listen, my cock's bigger than Del so <laughs> you know, don't pull comparisons like that. So I want you to know that you're in a safe place here, Tyler. Like, you don't have to be afraid or anything. I'm not here to hurt you. I'm not going to try and steal your handbag. Call you me know, a handbag you... again, I'll smash it. And we know that you're, you've got a, a lot of love for the cats. So, Tyler, it's pretty safe to say that you're a pussy. Is that right? Where is that fear coming from in your voice? I must admit, I do love pussy. A little bit different from your people like uh, Don Scott and Bosk. Well, it's good to know that you sort of identify with Don Scott because I did hear a rumour that you like handbags and that's why you chose Geelong. Is that true? Only when I can put bricks in them and knock out a couple of Hawthorne supporters. For people who don't know, why do people call the cats the handbaggers? It's pretty obvious. It goes back to the days of the 80s and the early 90s when we just choked. It was an insult that got into the Geelong players' minds and then they lost the plot and they end up going the bash. So as a result, it stuck. They, they absolutely shook it off in the last five or six years. It's safe to say that you were a soft bunch of pussies and you had to recruit Mark Jackson to try and give yourself a bit of hardness. Is that right? Mark Jackson? Oh, my God. The toughest guys that we had back in the early 90s, Mark Yates, uh, Gary Hocking, king of the six-inch punch, they were mentally weak. Those sides were mentally weak back then, and they got run over by all sorts of opposition. Who's your favourite handbagger? It would have to be the player who collapsed under pressure the most, Mark Neal was a shit halfback flanker. Whenever Mark Neal got picked, it was just like, why is this guy playing? What does Jackoff Watts have to say about Mark Neal whilst we're on him? Yeah, I think pretty much wrapped off on the players. He carried his playing career into his coaching? Yeah. He was born to coach the Demons, let's just say, quite clearly. Tyler, look, there's an elephant in the room here, and I think it's time to settle a bit of an urban myth on the bay, and I'm just going to ask you straight out, Tyler, are you Mr. Kellett the crying cat? You mean the teach? <laughs> yes. No, thank Christ. I don't cry at the football, and I, I do not sit in the cheer squad. My God. Just to put everyone's mind at ease, can you just repeat these words to me, just to be sure, because everyone's thinking you're him. Everyone is calling you Tyler Kellett behind your back. I will certainly be in people's faces if anyone criticises Gary Ablett, and I'll get stuck into them. Fuck off. Okay, Tyler, respect. But I just got to ask, are you afraid of saying, you know, about Gary Ablett because you're afraid of crying for real if you say this? I seriously couldn't give a flat fuck about Gary Ablett, to be honest. Yeah, but that's what Mr. Kellett said. Look, it's okay if you won't say it because everyone already thinks that you're Mr. Kellett anyway. So if you're afraid to say it, then everyone, I guess, is just going to know you hint. But, you know, I get it. Mum's the word Tyler Kellett. The secret's safe with me. Okay. I'm Tyler Kellett and I'm the teacher and I love Gary Ablett and, and you just lay off him, all right? I think you are him. That was a lot like him. I knew it was you, Tyler Kellett. But yeah, how about the game? Me and uh, Cat Wrangler got to do something around this for next week. So over to you, Wrangler. You set the stage, mate. Now, Tyler Kellett, you're here on the Flogcast. You're in my town. There's a challenge. Last week, I took Ash, young Ash McGrath over there down to Chinatown. And now this week, it's all about us. And the challenge is, is if the Hawks get up Wednesday night, you will be my slave on the bay for one hour. I do card whoever I want, do whatever I want for one hour. What do I get in return? I'll be your slave for an hour. All right, deal. Oh, I'm in big trouble this week, fellas. I think I'm I might have bitten off more than I could chew. Could be 11. Good luck to the handbaggers on the weekend. They're absolutely the best club, and I reckon you're going to win. Up yours. You're going to win. You know it. Carlton Collingwood. Well, yeah. Mick versus Fig Jam. Loser in real strife. Oh, look, I think the Pies are really struggling. There's not a lot of good you can say other than Seedsman. Look, if they could clone a few more of him out there, they'd probably be uh, going places. They'll have to be going places. They'll be going to the hospital after they get impregnated if there's so many Seeds <laughs> playing. I reckon, seriously, Mick Malthouse is, um he's just got more clues 
coaches and let's just call it, let's just say it as it is. Mick Malthouse knows how to coach. Fig Jam does not. And that's the difference. Agree. GWS and the Bulldogs are playing for the prestigious Prime Minister's Cup, even though the Prime Minister's no longer a dog supporter. And, well, that was pretty clear it was going to go that way for a long time out when they started this. So I imagine the dogs will win. Does anyone have any doubts about that? Oh, I think GWS will pop the cherry this week. Ooh, yeah, I like your style. You would have seen some of the dogs. Were they that bad? Because GWS been struggling. For the first three quarters, yeah, they were pretty average. Had nothing down forward. Yeah, they sub Liam Jones off before the comeback. I found that amazing. Their pride is going to be a little pricked, I reckon, this week. Dees were good for the win on the weekend. They were the better team. They deserve to win. I think the dogs will come out and show a little bit more than what they did. I think they'll be too good for GWS because they are rubbish. Considering the Prime Minister's Cup, like, that's just a ridiculous trophy. And for the top five this week, we've got rivalries that make more sense than the Prime Minister's Cup. Number five, Brisbane versus Sydney, the Cola Cup. Number four, um, Fremantle against St Kilda, the Ross Lyon fail and fail. Cup. And number three, the Stephen Dank Cup, Melbourne and Essendon. Number two, Richmond versus Carlton, the KFC Chicken Wing Cup. And number one, it's a between Geelong and North. The battle for the top bunk. And next game, Richmond against North. See, it'll be at Etihad. Under a roof, so it's North, no water. North are going to knock the Tigers over. I reckon Richmond by 10 goals, but it'll be by more. I want Richmond to win. I do think North are a serious threat because they're so hard at it, North, and Richmond are a bit tackle shy. I worry for the Tigers this weekend, so it'll probably be just a comfortable 10-goal win. Comfortable 10-goal win. Cute clash. I think the Bryans are going to win this one at their home ground. I Probably uh, Coltos are going to paper off towards the end of this season, and no one really cares about them anyway, so go the Bryans. Spoken um, like a man who truly misses Gary Ablett. I personally think that Gablett's team, Gary Ablett, Gold Coast, they're playing some good footy, and the Bryans have just been down to cold Tasmania. They've been away for the weekend. They usually come back a bit flat, so Sorry, it can be a closer game than you think. Could be a draw. Throwing it out there. It's a draw. Yeah, I'll go with Gold Coast. Yeah, I think the Suns. Adelaide West Coast. Well, losers season's over, basically. The West Coast going to win this because um, Adelaide just have no scoring power whatsoever. West Coast have got Glass playing pretty good footy. They've got a lot of ins. They're starting to hit some form. And I think their their rucks are going to be too dominant for Adelaide. I think they'll, they'll win the clearances and they'll win the game. Melbourne against Sydney. I hate to say it, but I think it's going to be back business as usual this week for us. Sydney. I would be immensely pleased if Melbourne got within a roar of Sydney. If that happened, that would be fantastic. Unfortunately, probably not going to happen. I agree with Tyler. I'll be loving it if Melbourne get... I think they'll be there for a few quarters. I think, you know, they've got a bit of new direction down at Melbourne. It's starting to show they were really good on the weekend. But I think Sydney probably will just have a little bit too much in the, you know, and run the game out a bit better. So it's Sydney just by a few. The free-away game on Sunday is Fremantle against St. Kilda. Bloody hell, I don't want to watch one online. I would rather take my face off with a cheese grater than watch that. That'll be like watching the FA Cup score-wise. It's going to be a bit slow. If Cozzy gets his 200th in that, he will not get a kick because the ball will not get past the centre. If Cozzy gets his 200th, I think we can safely say the Saints are tanking. Nah, they'll give him 200, but if they give him 201, the tank is on. Okay, we've called it here first on the Flogcast. If Cozzy plays more than 200 games, they're definitely tanking down at the Saints. In fact, I suspect they're already paying the umpires to not give them decisions. They don't need to pay the umpires to not give them decisions. That already happens. 
finish around Essendon Port Adelaide and without the crowd booing him every time he gets a ball will Job have the motivation to play so bravely again he's going to have a cry come what may it won't save him if his team gets wintered away all of us neutrals we just hope that the Port Adelaide power deliver the lightning bolt of justice to the peptide poofs that's all I can say absolutely hear hear that was the Flogcast for round 15 thanks for listening Fifey joined by Jack Off Watts hey. the Cat Wrangler good evening Paddle Pop Hi. and Tyler Durden Buenas tardes.